Well, welcome to episode 26 of Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Podcast. I'm Pastor Randy Cordell. We're coming to you live from our studio at our Antioch campus here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Each week we plan to talk about all things Lakeshore on a regular basis. We'll have guests come in on the podcast and interview them. Uh, we'll tell you about things that are coming up here at the church and things going on in the community. I want to encourage you, if you haven't already done so, to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. You might want to hit that notification bell, too. You'll get notifications when we do post a new one. We come to you live on Wednesdays at noon, uh, but of course, then it's posted, and you can listen to it and watch anytime after that on one of your favorite podcast platforms. My guest today for the podcast is Adam French. Uh, he is the Family and Church Outreach Director with Men of Valor. Welcome, Adam. Thank you. I'm glad to be here and relish any of the opportunity I get to talk about what God's doing at Men of Valor. Absolutely. Well, I'd like for people to start out with uh, getting to know you a little better. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up and uh, maybe when you came to Nashville and all that? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, I grew up in a little town called Perrier, Tennessee, which is in... I don't think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's next to Paris. I don't know if you okay, live between Paris. the lakes area. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just grew up out in the country and was a country boy. And uh, it's a very long story, but, uh, you know, my, my mom and my, my father struggled with addiction and alcoholism. And uh -huh. uh, I kind of follow, I followed in the footsteps and got into the uh, a life of dealing drugs and really just in survival mode. And that's what led me to the Nashville area, actually. Yeah. Uh, had gotten in some uh, some charges, got indicted, and went to jail. And they let me furlough out, and I came to North First Street to the Salvation Army. Yeah, and spent six months. But the day that I got there, it was on a Monday, and that Tuesday morning, Long Hollow Church in Hendersonville, Tennessee, brought Celebrate Recovery out there. Right, and that's my connection with them is the reason why. I've been here ever since, so yeah. almost 15 years ago. Right. God just uh, orchestrated all of that to have that there when you needed it. That yes, right at the right time. Yeah, we appreciate Long Hollow and all the programs they do there. They have a great outreach, and Celebrate Recovery is a great program, too. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that uh, Men of Valor is uh, where you're connected now. Tell us a little bit about how it started and how you connected there as well. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I was always, you know, doing ministry at the church, but one of my, I don't know, I don't know, I guess as a pastor, you always want to have the opportunity to love people in secret and not necessarily secret, but just ministry on the side that's not necessarily public. And I've always was working with men who were struggling with addictions and things like that. And I happened to work with a gentleman who was transitioning his life. He was wanting to move away from the drug life, the dealing drugs and so forth. And while I was in a, in a D group discipling him with some other guys, he got in trouble, and it was pretty public. And I spoke out for him and took a lot of heat for it. But when I spoke out for him, Kurt Campbell from Men of Valor called me and said, hey, um, you, go to Men of, you go to Long Hollow. I go to Long Hollow. You're on staff there. I've been wanting to have a connection. Yeah. And so that's where I first started uh, having a relationship with them, and Long Hollow got involved. And um, so – the way that Men of Valor started was is our founder, Carl Carlson, 25 years ago is when he founded it. But Carl grew up in a, a really rough life, uh, um, a, um, an orphan, bounced around, lots of violence, lots of addiction in his life. And he found himself in a prison cell and had heard the gospel several times. Um, and his brother came to actually see him yeah. and shared the gospel with him again. And he looked at his brother and he said... Uh, 
He said, there might be some Jesus out there, but there's no Jesus back here. <laughs> yeah. It was a violent place at the old ward, um, really overcrowded. But, you know, it was a seed that was planted. And mm. one night in his jail cell, um, in the darkness of the night, he prayed to receive Christ. Yeah. And that's where his ministry began and um, started a, um, a ministry called YCAT, working with youth and troubled youth in Nashville, and uh-huh. did that for many years and took a sabbatical. And... A few weeks left in that sabbatical, he goes to visit one of his former students that had found himself in some trouble, yeah. and uh, he he went to go visit him. He wasn't there, and a guy said, "Hey, are you the guy that talks to the kids?" And he spent he spent some time with him. And when he walked out, that was when God said, "This is what I want you to do." Yeah. And so, twenty five years ago, they started um, going into prisons, and that was really. What Men of Valor was is it was a discipleship program, really just almost a theological track. I mean, you spend almost a year. Um, we had a section. We called it the Jericho Project. We had a section in the jail um, here in Nashville where men would come, and they would stay for a year. Mm-hmm. But what we began to notice was is that we would spend all this time giving them almost a seminary degree, right? right? <laughs> and then they would get out, and there was no place to stay. Right, yeah. No job. You know, how how are you going to be successful? Yeah. And recidivism rate across the nation is between 45 and 65. And even in Tennessee, it's, you know, stated right around 50 to 60%. And uh, so then we really started to focus on the reentry side of, yeah. of things. That was that missing link there. It needed something in that place, didn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I love that it started from a passion of someone who had gone through some struggle and, uh, tried to help people going through struggle. Uh, a lot of times that's how God, uh, he, he doesn't cause those things to happen to us. We make those choices, but he's such an amazing God. He can take uh, the, the mess of our lives and transform it into a way he can use us to do some really good things. And I see that happening with Men of Valor, with, with that story. And you've told me a little bit about your story as well. And uh, obviously God can take that mess and make a real ministry out of the mess that we, we've been through in our he lives. Does. Yeah. He does. He does. You know, I'll, I always say that God doesn't waste a hurt. Yeah. So when, we, when we're hurt and we come to him with a willingness to say, God, will you, will, you, will you help me? Will you help me walk on this journey? And that's where God begins to, to move. And, and that's yeah. what we love. You know, Men of Valor is in five prisons in the Middle Tennessee area, and then we're in five prisons in Knoxville. And yep. what's what's amazing is is when a man is released from prison, he has a little bag with, you know, some letters and the clothes yep. that he was arrested in. Right. And we get to pick them up right there, meet them right, <laughs> you know, at that moment of, yeah. you know, you have to choose a path. Yeah, it's a crisis moment, a critical moment for what what steps do you take next, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they spend the next year on our campus here in Antioch. So yeah. we have 26 acres here in Antioch. Uh, it's called Valor Ridge. Yeah. It, it, I, I'm telling you, you're driving by, and then you go up there, and you're like, this is a sanctuary. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, I went to a different country, you know. Yeah. Um, but when the man gets out, the first 30 days is, is just a pause. And so we want them to be able to breathe spiritually and get used to the spiritual side of things. So they start the Bible reading then. We start Bible classes. And, one of the, like, for instance, one of the cl- two of the classes we have, one of them is just assurance of salvation. Yeah. When you've been living a life in direct opposition to God, sometimes it's hard to understand the grace. Yeah. 
but it's all built on grace. I mean, his love was fixated us on a cross many years ago. We're right? all dependent on that. There's no other way. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. unmerited favor. Yeah, can't do anything to gain it, so you can't do anything to lose it. And yeah. so we try to walk through that with him. And then another important class is put a word on it. And so they'll what we allow them to do is uh, every Tuesday morning anybody can come, um, come on come around seven seven a.m. up at the up at the Valor Ridge, and we we have them bring their their problems their struggles, and then someone on staff or someone in the room says, "Here's what Scripture says about that." Right. So we put a word, we put the word yeah. to the problems that are happening in their heart, yeah. which and I, I want to say this while it's on my mind, we don't see Men of Valor as a program. Now academia has to put yeah. things out and it's a it is a re- re-entry facility we want to teach them a way of life yeah like how to have a spiritual rhythm that's conducive to spiritual growth yeah so that they can go on being givers in the community and not takers that they may plug in yeah. at church here right yeah, and right. and be a at lakeshore christian church being a being an active member here you know so we yeah. we don't want them to be so dependent on us that they don't learn the skills they need to be successful Absolutely. It's, uh, it's an area that uh, I know, having it here in Antioch, uh, I remember when it was being built and all of that, and, and uh, some people were a little concerned, I'm sure, in the area, you know, <laughs> having that next door. But man, what, what better thing to have to redeem lives and to, uh, to turn these things around? Um, it, it's amazing to me in a country as, as blessed as our country is, how many men we have in prison uh, who made you know bad choices? That's why they're there. Uh, who, if given this chance, given this this help, uh, just just being exposed to what God can do and hearing from others that God's done that in their lives, uh, how much life transformation occurs, and how much more, like you said, they they go back into society giving back to society, contributing to the good mm-hmm. of society. Mm-hmm. What better thing could we have in any community than, than a place where that's happening? Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think yeah. a lot of times, and this was me before I came on staff at Men of Valor, what I didn't know was that 98%, so I'll throw out stats here, That's because yeah. you know every man who goes to prison gets a number on their back. So yeah. we have, that's one thing about this ministry, we have real stats. These are real numbers. 98% of people who go to prison get out. Right. So the problem is that they don't get out and they go to your grocery stores, their kids yeah. go to your schools, their grandparents. I mean, they get out of prison. Right. And so the question is, is are they going to get out and repeat those same mistakes? Yeah. Are they going to get out and continue to be takers? And so what we want to do is say when, when they get out, we want to show them a new way of life. And it's a, it's a slow walk. You know, that first 30 days is all counseling. It's all, Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of, you know, um, we want to get them acclimated. So we take them to the doctor. They may, they may need um, medication, you know, because they've got to be able to work, you know. And so we try to get them ready and set in a position to where they can work. So day 31, they all have full-time jobs. We eliminate two big obstacles. Well, I I guess there's a bunch of them, but one is, you know, you got to have a place to stay that's safe. You got to have food in your belly. And then you, you need a job. Yeah. Well, we, we have 26 job partners. Anybody listening that has a business that yeah. may say, hey, I need a couple of guys. Well, listen, people beg us for our men because yeah. we provide transportation. So yeah. we can guarantee they'll be there. And we <laughs> right. guarantee we'll pick them up. And that's huge right now. It is. <laughs> it is Just right? getting people to show up, right? Getting people to show up. Yeah. So people love that about us. And that's where they're, the, the, the biblical side, the relational discipleship, 
moves to the afternoon. So they'll work uh, 40 hours a week and in the afternoon. They'll come home and we have different classes that yeah. they go through recovery classes, biblical manhood stuff, budgeting stuff, and just really just trying to walk alongside of them um, and show them what it's like to be a follower of Christ. Yeah. And and there may be someone who's listening who's saying, well, how can I get involved? It sounds like y'all got everything figured out. Well, <laughs> well here's the thing. It's, this is really built on the back of volunteers. Okay. Uh, we have um, yeah. several hundred volunteers every year from churches all across Nashville. And one of the ways that you can volunteer is what we call a mentor. And so what we want to do is have someone that's kind of outside of our bubble Right, that yeah. that they can that can just walk with them. Uh, we do all we do training uh, just to get you equipped and show you how to do it. And uh-huh. and and mainly what it is is it's a meeting or a phone conversation once a week. You check in, you um, you see how they're doing, what's going on, or yeah. you know, it's like, hey, no, you don't want to buy, you don't want to, you know, buy a car right now, or you you know, right. you want to get this used car, you know, stuff like that. And yeah, I, I was meet, meet with a guy and he said, Adam, you know, I've never I've never had a problem with drugs or alcohol. I can't be a mentor. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> I've been working with men for 14 years, right? Yeah. And I have yet to call somebody that said, he called me and said, Adam, I'm, I'm, I'm about to snort cocaine or I'm about to drink a beer. No, it, they call me and say, my boss is a jerk, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's how to deal with Relatable life. everyday stuff. Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah. How, to, yeah. How, to, how to walk with them through yeah. life on life's terms. Yeah. And anybody can do that. Yeah. Anybody can listen and open their heart and share the truth that they know from Scripture. Yeah. Man, I love that because uh, I do think sometimes people think they can't help unless they've gone through that same struggle. But it's not its not that. The principles of God apply no matter what your background is or circumstances are. Yeah. So, so the more you can show them how that's lived out in everyday life, the better. Well, walk us a little bit through. Uh, you said you're in prisons. All right, so in uh, how would this process work? So you go into the prison and you're teaching and, and discipling, I guess, there in the prisons. And then how do you identify or how do they go from there and transition to maybe coming to the Antioch facility uh, and uh, be a part of that? That's a great question, Randy. We I always use the funnel, right? You, yeah. you, we go into the prisons and we have more of like a church service where there's music and there's teaching. And then that's the big funnel. That's the uh-huh. big place where we're, we're casting a wide net. We're sharing the gospel we're actually in every prison in the state of Tennessee digitally. So we have a, right. we have a valor life TV show, uh, we have a, an app where a lot of materials are at. And so it's like, hey, anybody can get to know who Jesus Christ is this yeah, way. Right. And then out of those opportunities, we, we connect with people who are going, hey, I want more. I want to I know more. And so that next step is discipleship. Right. So that's where we have many, many volunteers that go in. You can go in on uh, through Zoom or you go in personally. Mm-hmm. And those groups meet once a month, okay. I mean, uh, once a week, and they go through the entire from uh, Genesis to Revelations through the Bible. Uh-huh. And then um, out of those classes and those groups that we offer, um, men will say, well, I'm, hey, I'm getting out or uh-huh. I don't have a plan or couldn't. And, and so ideally we want someone to come to that big service, be in our D group and then get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe doing some one-on-one with some of our prison ministers. And then those are the guys that we pick up. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, it's, uh, it's where, you know, they're seriously wanting it too, uh, because until they want this, uh, you can't force it on anybody. They, They have to decide this is what they want for their lives. Uh, and that funnel is where it starts, the big part, where they hear the message, they, they get to know Christ and what uh, what Christ do, has done for them. 
then they can start making those decisions about, well, where, where do I want to go in my life now? Uh, Absolutely. What, what, what they do with Jesus is to start, right? That's yes. a, It's got to start there uh, because if they're ready to accept his, his lordship in their lives, then, then you can go further in the process yeah. at that point. I love well, we, that. Yeah. Our missions, uh, Tommy Mathis, he meets with guys all over the state all the time. And, and one of the common phrases he says is, is, you know, this is going to be the hardest year of your life. Yeah. It's not uh, everything I'm saying. You may be listening and say, oh, my brother, my cousin, my uncle, somebody's in prison, and, and man, they're, they don't want to have anything to do with God. Men of Valor would be perfect, you know. The, the thing about it is, is you, you like you said, it's the hardest thing they're ever going to do. There has to be a little bit of willingness. Yes. You know, God takes a little mustard seed of faith sure. and grows a, yeah. a giant. You right? don't have to be all the way there yet, yeah. but there's got to be that, that openness. Say, to, I'm open yeah. to right. yeah. um, following a pathway that's different than I have before. Yeah. I always use the phrase cease fighting. Yeah. That's when you know somebody is ready. When they're yeah. when they say I'm done fighting, like yeah. Jesus yeah. said, I came for those who know they're in need of a physician. Right? Yeah. right? They know they need to go to the doctor. They know yeah. they need help. It's so. like you asked the man, "Do you want to get well?" You have to decide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Surrender is a word that that encapsulate what what it really is. But people men don't like the word surrender. But cease cease fighting. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I say. Cease way. fighting. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, we talked a little about already the different services that you offer there. Uh, let's talk more about the village there. I know that's that's where they, if they come out of prison, that's like a transition a place where they can live and and uh, be a part of all that you're doing there. So, uh, what what's the setup there? Is it like dorm housing? What, what do you have there? Yeah. yeah. So, man, when you pull up on that campus, uh, David Miller is in charge of all of our facilities, and David has, um, you know done golf courses and beautiful um, uh, facilities all across the state. And so when you pull up, you're like, is this a golf course, a <laughs> golf course? Or, or, you know, is this right. some kind of clubhouse that I'm going to? And it's beautiful. Yeah. So we have uh, duplexes where there's, uh, there's um, um, eight men on bottom and eight men on top. And that's where they stay for the first 16 or the first six months. Okay. So it's a, it's a little more, uh, it, 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 they're set up where like the bottom of the duplex has it, everything that you need, the kitchen, the living room, all that stuff. Yeah. And after the six months, they're able to go um, to what we call apartments. And so that's where there's just four guys in those apartments. And it's a little more spacious, a yeah. little more uh, privileges and so forth. But when you still on the campus, there, still the on the campus yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and and then we have so many uh, partners for when men graduate that we help them get an apartment if they're wanting to stay locally yeah. as well. So we have a big alumni program and. It's just beautiful. We're right right now. We're in um, the process of of building a ministry center, so we have around ninety three guys on campus right now, and so we're in a big capital campaign where we're building. We want to build a big ministry center because if you go on there, you'll 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 drive up and you'll 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 see, man, this is beautiful. And you'll see all these beautiful buildings, and then on the back, you'll see about 10 different trailers and you're like, was yeah. this a trailer? You know, does this, did you put a trailer park on the top of it? We didn't, but that's where we have all of our classes. Okay. Cause yeah. we have so many classes and so yeah. many men and so many volunteers. So yeah. that's what the ministry center is going to be about is okay. having a place where everybody can come and do all the things they need to do there. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And it's good to have it all in one place. And, uh, I know, uh, when, when we're trying to help people as churches, it's good uh, one of the things we run into a lot of times is uh, when they're not in prison, but we're trying to help them out in the community, they have to go 10 different places to get 10 different services to get mm-hmm. help in 10 different ways. 
but there you've got it all on one campus and i love yes. that that it can all be uh, contained there and and you can do i think more of the total life work and transformation that needs to occur when you have it all in one place like that i love that mm-hmm. well um when you, uh, as they get near to the end, like you said, but even before they get to the end, now at what stage is it that you connect them with the job again? It's, uh, so we, the, after the first 30 days, okay. so we want yeah. them to be able to kind of pause yeah. and rest and make sure that, you know, do you have a driver's license? Oh, well, if you don't have a driver's license, do you have a birth certificate? Well, if you don't have a birth certificate, you can't get a driver's license. So there's all these things right. that they need before they're able to go to work. Yeah. And, I, you know, that's one of the hardest things for people transitioning out is the living space and then the job, mm-hmm. uh, being able to do that and still eat and live at the, at the same time, you know. So uh, this ministry is, is I think, certainly God-directed uh, for life transformation to happen in the most positive way possible. Uh, if people are listening and they want to say, all right, well, well, well let's, let's back up just a minute. How do How's this funded? Tell us a little bit about that. How, yeah. how do you fund all of the work that you're doing? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick before we get into that, I want to also mention that um, we have a family ministry too. So if a man comes on campus yeah. and he has you know, a spouse or, or a significant other that has children, then they immediately become a part of our family ministry. And so yeah. uh, we send something to them every month to the children and to the moms. And yeah. so... Uh, there's a lot of maybe women listening going, oh, well, this is men of valor. How am I going to be a part? Well, we yeah. have a lot of moms, single moms, struggling moms, moms with kids who, you know, who are waiting for their husband to come back. And yeah. and they're looking for home churches as well. And so yeah. we try to partner churches that are in the same zip code with them. And so that's a whole ministry that we do that we're very excited about, yeah. very proud of. And yeah, and that, that's another huge piece of the puzzle for a lot of these guys is they've got families there mm-hmm. that they're trying to reconnect with and reestablish and take care of their families, know their families are okay, and the family wants to know he's okay. Everything, right. You're right. And, and that's a pressure. Yeah, you know, they yeah. feel that pressure of yeah. having to do that. And, and, and you would think, man, you have these big, strong guys that have maybe committed, you know, different crimes, and, and they'll tell you, man, it's it's one of the most scariest things is getting out of prison yeah. because – most of them have nothing. I mean, they have, don't yeah. even have a driver's license. Yeah. Can you imagine someone just dropping you off? And, and now what do you do? What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Where you, you can't live there. You can't live there. And so, anyways, it's uh, that that is what is so um, impactful to me since I've been. If you when you ask me about funding, is just people see that need, yeah. and then almost all of our funding, the the majority of our funding comes from private donors. Okay. So just guys that and men and women who said ah, I see this I believe yeah. in this I'm watching the change and so I, I mentioned in the beginning about the recidivism rate uh-huh. and so something that we're very very proud of is that the men who complete our year-long uh, program we if they go through the entire program for the whole year fi- less than 15 percent if we stay around the 15 percent mark of them reoffend. So the national average is 75. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That's a huge difference. And it's just, yeah. it's a testament to the power of Jesus Christ. It is. And and community and all yeah. the principles that the scriptures teach. And so yeah. I think, Randy, when people hear that, people want to get behind it. Absolutely. I mean, you, if you're going to support something, you want to see that it, it it's a good return on the investment, so to speak. Where, where it's being used well and it's getting good results. And I love that you can show the numbers. That's important to some people that might be considering, you know, being a part of that, helping out financially with that. 
they want to see that it's really doing some Absolutely. good. Yeah. And and you think about this, <clears throat> one man, so there's hundreds of men, but let's just say one man, you change his life. He comes out with a job. He's his family's being ministered to. They come back together. You think about his children. Yeah. All the children, all the people that are around those children. It and you change the trajectory of one man's lives. It impacts the community. Well, Every year, you know, we hundreds of men come to our facilities and yeah. come to our campus, and so we're we're, we're changing the trajectory through the power yeah. of Jesus Christ. All glory to Him! But we get to be a part yeah. of that, and so whether or not you know you you give, this ministry is going to impact you. Yeah, if you're in this community, no doubt, yeah. because men are coming back here, and they're either reoffending or they're or they're not getting caught and they're being a part of the problem. Yeah, or they're a part of the solution. Yeah, so. When you join us, you can join us through praying or you join us through giving. You're going to be a part of changing your community. That's great. Yeah, I love it because especially when a family's involved and they, they, the family is restored and put back to a healthier place, it breaks a cycle because so many times when you look at the stats, uh, for a lot of the, the kids of men in prison, if those men don't get this transformation, then the cycle can often be repeated through the kids and everything too. Yeah, yeah. Randy, I, this is a stat I, I don't like to share, but um, prison is a is a is an evil place. Yeah. It's not a place you want to spend a holiday or a birthday, right? It's right. A, it's a tough place, and even though everyone knows that, society knows that. Um, the st- the stats I don't know what the newest one is, but the one that we're we're saying and the last one we checked is seventy percent of children. So seven out of ten who have a parent that's in prison will f- will one day uh-huh. enter a prison or a jail. Man. So seven out of ten yeah. kids, because the dad is so influential, yeah, they will follow them into one of the most horrible places there is. Yeah, it just shows you the 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 impact that a father can have, good or bad, right? Yes, sir. Uh, that mm-hmm. potential is there for the good too. Yes, it is. Yeah, right. Absolutely, and, I, and when their life gets changed, it it goes through the whole family. And I'm so thankful for the work that you're doing there. So if you have listeners that would look like to find out more or would like to maybe get involved with volunteering or supporting financially, what would be the best next step for them to take? Yeah, I think to go to menofvalor.org, watch some videos, watch some of the content, take a look at it and get more familiar with, you can select volunteer right at the top. There's donate volunteer and and a couple other things, but it tells you all the different ways you can get involved. Yeah. Another way is just to pop by on campus. You know, we're right yeah. up here. It's 419 Valor Way in Antioch, right. and yeah. people can come by anytime, take a look. We give tours yeah. all the time, and yeah. just come see us. Come see what God's doing. And, yeah. um, you know, and if you're listening and you, and you are thinking about a loved one that you have, if you go on the website, there's a place there for admissions. And okay. You can fill out the form. It's a it's an extensive, there's there's two things that are extensive that we don't apologize about. <laughs> One is the filling out the form to, to possibly be a part of the, the ministry. Uh-huh. And then when it comes to volunteering, you know, we yeah. want to make sure that you are equipped. And there's a, yeah. there's a forum, there's videos. We do a lot of training because we want you to feel great. And pastors, I'll tell you this, pastors love <laughs> volunteers that come to Men of Valor because we really train them how to disciple people. I love it. Yeah. So. yeah that's the key. Uh, and I think that's an area where the church worldwide we, we all need to be more focused and uh, intentional about discipleship so that training to do that is is one of the areas that churches have the hardest time with getting people to do that be involved in that and be trained for that so you guys are doing a lot of that for us and that's great i love absolutely. it absolutely yeah well jesus you know he had 12 he he spent 
36 months with 12 men. Yeah. And then he had three that were close. I mean, he modeled yeah. that relationship um, and, and how important it is to walk. A lot of times we spend all the time uh, thinking about his public ministry so yeah. forth, but all his time was spent in the, the majority private. was in private with those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Discipling them. And they turned the world upside down. So absolutely. Uh, there, there's great value to it. Well, I want to thank you, Adam, for being here with us today. I know we could talk more. You've got a lot more. I might have you come back again sometime. And uh, absolutely. I encourage all of you. I think we'll put the, we'll put that link to the website in our show notes today. If you can look there uh, or just Google men of valor. And I'm sure you could pull it up that way and check out their website. They've done a great job with that. You can get a lot of information maybe set up a visit over at the campus. That would be a great thing for you to do. So thanks again, Adam. Thanks for letting me be here. Well, before we go today, I wanted to update you on a few things going on here at Lakeshore. Uh, This is a busy time of year, of course, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of that. We just got past Thanksgiving and it goes full speed, right? Right into Christmas. Uh, We want to thank everybody. First of all, we partnered with Smyrna Elementary School at our Smyrna campus and we partnered with Youth for Christ here at the Antioch campus to to do ornament trees where we sponsored some families that needed some help for Christmas, families that they identified. And you guys stepped up, and all the ornaments were taken, and we got everybody covered. And so those gifts are going to be wrapped and delivered, and we just need some help getting them wrapped and delivered now. So if you're looking for a way to serve during the holidays, uh, this coming Sunday, December the 4th, from 6 to 8, they're going to be wrapping presents down at the Smyrna campus that will be used to take to those families. And then Wednesday, December the 7th, from 6 to 8 p.m., they'll be doing that here at the Antioch campus, wrapping those gifts to go out. And then we'll need some help, some people to deliver those gifts on Saturday, December the 17th. If you have a vehicle and you can do this, this will be a big help. We just meet here at the campus, at the Antioch campus that morning. They give you the addresses to go deliver to. So it's a great, rewarding thing to be able to do. I'm telling you, it'll bless you as much as it blesses the families that are getting the gifts when you go out there and help with that. So uh, if those dates work for you, either of those dates to help out with the wrapping or delivery, we appreciate your help with that. Uh, in case you missed it, last week, we uh, last Wednesday, as a matter of fact, we had we have a partnership with Thrift Smart Thrift Store here in Nashville, and they have now put in an indoor donation bin here at the Antioch campus. So if you've got clothing or shoes or things like that that you want to donate, we love the partnership with Thrift Smart. For all the donations that we give as a church, they give us back Thrift Smart gift cards that we can use to bless people here in the community. When they have needs, they can go shop there at the store. And uh, I know they partner with uh, Men of Valor as well. Men of Valor gets gift cards there on a regular Absolutely. basis. Mm-hmm. When those guys need clothes for uh, work and uh, just to be doing things they need to do, they can go there and shop as well. Yes. So that's a great partnership there as well. So uh, just plan on bringing those clothing donations there. We're also collecting uh, hats, scarves, gloves, uh, things like that for the cold weather. Uh, we have a ministry to those experiencing homelessness right now, and those items will be used to help and bless those people. So you can bring those items Uh, to the lobby at the Antioch campus. We have a donation area for that as well. If you've got high schoolers, we have a convention coming up called the Tennessee Christian Teen Convention, January the 6th through the 8th, but you need to get them registered in advance. You can do that on our website at lakeshorechristian.com, or if you're at one of our campuses, you can register on the kiosk at, at either of our campuses there. This coming Sunday, December the 4th, we begin a new message series called The Heart of Christmas. You know, we hear in our culture all the time, well, Christmas is all about this or all about that. And they're good things. You know, it is about kids. It's about families getting together. Uh, it's about giving gifts uh, to others. But we all know at the heart of Christmas is more than that, right? The heart of Christmas is Jesus and God's decision before the foundation of the world that he would send us the Messiah, the Savior, to redeem us from the curse of sin. 
And Christmas, we need to be focusing on what's really at the heart of it. So starting this Sunday, we're going to be looking at the hope that's at the heart of Christmas through the coming of Jesus, the advent of the Messiah. We hope you will join us uh, throughout the uh, month of December as we look more at the different elements that are part of the heart of Christmas, what it's really all about. So we encourage you to invite family, friends, neighbors, coworkers to join us as we could connect, as we continue to connect, grow, and serve here at Lakeshore Christian Church. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today.